I'd like you to consider what you'd like to practice with. What issue, what situation, what kind of suffering or discomfort (coughs) you'd like to take into your laboratory for examination. And I'm thinking maybe this is a good time for you to ask questions if you want to ask about how to proceed with a particular thing. Of course, only, I mean, there's no requirement to say anything, but if you have a desire to ask, (coughs) it can be instructive to everyone. Um, first, first, this you. Um, my <coughs> topic is the destruction of the earth and the human causes of that. Yeah, climate change, the whole collection of what comes with that. First, I should say that I've been looking at this uh, very strongly for the last eight eight or nine years and teaching about it, so it's not like something I'm pushing out of my view. It's such an enormous problem and so unprecedented. The scale is so unimaginable that being present with it has to be done in doses. And it's very important here to use that idea of how much is wise attention, where do I, you know, what's wise to, to look at and what isn't. So uh, you may have heard me say this before somewhere because I say it often, that when I find myself being pulled down because of my focus on climate change and what's happening uh, with regard to that, then I turn my attention back to Dhamma and dive deeply into the Dhamma. And then come back to it. And every kind of emotion that arises with it, we can stay present, we can be present with it and stay present with it to understand that even though it feels so wrong, this world and everything in it is impermanent. This is a situation like all situations that is here because of certain causes and conditions, and it's not just the cause of burning fossil fuels, it's the cause of human greed, hatred, and delusion, which we also carry. So I think that the approach from my perspective in practice is to hold all of that feeling very gently and to actually take action in the world to help. Participating in protests, participating in um, raising awareness, in 
establishing my own um, determination to continue to hold precepts, to be kind, to do what I can to pull back from participating in the destructive behaviors that are causing the climate to degrade. So in this context, holding that, you know, what you feel about that experience from a place of mindfulness means you feel the, the sadness or however that presents itself, wherever it presents itself in the body, and be willing to observe that and to investigate underneath where the clinging is. And you might think, well, that's so big. How do I ever step back far enough to see space around it? But here again, I would suggest the cultivation of faith and the understanding of there being a much longer process. The earth will still be here. We don't really know what's going to happen. Reminding ourselves that while everything is preconditioned, nothing is predetermined. Does that help? Okay. And the lady in the second row, do you still have a question? So it's important with that kind of shame to, um, well, to, to discern around shame and regret. There's a wholesome side and an unwholesome side. And it's not the kind of thing where you just need to sit with the feeling. It's more the kind of thing where you have to recognize that First of all, there are causes and conditions why that happened. We all can be anytime overcome by passion. And we can just own that. I did that. Ajahn Panyawado, the monk who stayed with Ajahn Mahabua for 40 years, he said, if I'm guilty, I'm guilty. So what? It happens to everybody. But then the learning from it is that positive kind of shame or um, regret, which is, I know that I, I don't want to do that again. And there's no room in the Buddhist teachings for guilt, like feeling that kind of negative shame I'm a bad person, I did this horrible thing. That is connected to a sense of self that needs to be examined. And the light being brought to that. 
Actually, it was just an unskillful action. And you're not doing it now. And we, the Buddha's teaching and the way he dealt with the monastic community is all about rehabilitation. It's all about being able to learn from what we've done and move on. It's not about ruminating over the mistakes we've made and beating ourselves up for it at all. It's unskillful. So you, you acknowledge it, I did that. I'm not, I'm gonna ma I make this determination to not do that again. And then you can visit the feelings that were there, you know, just bringing the situation back up into your mind, the feelings that were there that were the, the germination for that anger. Like, when we act unskillfully, it's useful to replay that back to the point where you still had a choice. It's a little like lucid dreaming, where you just change the end of the story. I don't like the way this dream is going. <laughs> Let's roll it back to this point. I'm going to do something different. You can do that. And it's a training. It's like the horse jumping through the... Um, Triage, what is, that's not the word, thank you, triage. If the horse misses the jump, the rider always brings them back to do the jump, even though they've totally lost the race. It's not the point. And we can do that with our own experience. Bring it back to that time. You can develop some compassion and understanding for why you acted like that. And you can also look at, okay, when that happens again, if ever, then this is how I'm going to work with it. I'm going to walk away and be present with that feeling and, and really work with it before I s decide to say what I'm going to say, well, how, however, however you see it. And it's useful to do that in a meditative state so a lot of these things are good to do in meditation after you've established some level of calm. So you've got the stability. And then reflect. Okay. And your question? Or what you want to work on? I guess... Uh just um, feeling like uh, kind of overwhelmed with other things, other responsibilities of life, or all the you know actions that uh, needs to be responsibilities, you know, and you know, getting some solace maybe in knowing that there's always going to be a lot of things that there is to do, like. Many of us probably have houses, and there's always things breaking down, and uh, you know, knowing that, but also then it's like more, uh, more responsibility, I guess. Um, so I don't, I don't know if my experience is like yours, but um, what I'm hearing is, you know, just that it's like there's this umpteen gazillion things that need to be taken care of. You know, so many things that need to be taken care of. And we get so wrapped up in it that there's this kind of like 
it sounds like maybe a like low level anxiety that just kind of hangs there. Like, how do I get this done? Is that right? Or yeah, and and or things like that seem to fill time when you know you would rather like earlier you said what are you focusing on? It's like well, you know, mm-hmm. there's certain responsibilities that a lot of us may have, or I feel like I have, and then I maybe can't focus on some of the things that I would uh, like to do, whether it's you know dealing with larger helping out with larger issues in the world or just doing something that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so this this way of using our time and our focus um, is something that, you know, some amount of it we can make choices around. Um, when I decided to become a nun and then, you know, the one of the precepts is that you let go of all entertainment, beautification, and adornment. So you're not watching TV anymore, you're not watching movies anymore. I mean, there are some exceptions for educational purposes and cultural, enough cultural awareness. But it's like, you know, there there are probably ways that we can make changes in our life if we want to. And then there are a bunch of things that you just can't set aside because you're already committed. Children, you know, aging parents. And then what we need to do is make the Dharma practice alive in whatever that is. So what you're doing with your mind while you're doing everything else makes a huge difference. And if we can do the, the reflection in the mind as we're you know, taking out the garbage, and we can do the reflection in our mind as we're you know, talking with the attorney, I mean, listening to someone and using mindfulness of breathing is like meditating. It is. You, at, after Afterwards, you can walk away with that feeling like you just sat for half an hour when all you did was listen to somebody. So it's like uh, that. that's where I would look, look. And then also looking at what might be the underlying mental formation that causes us to stay busy. It's also an area of investigation. It's like, where's the habit? So I can I can stop doing this whole area of activity in my life so that I have more time, but then before you know it, it's all filled up with some other activity. And you start to think, oh, there's a pattern here. Or maybe I like to think that I'm busy because it makes me feel more real. A self. How can we really honestly investigate what's really going on? Does that help at all? Yeah, and I guess I also um, wonder about just, you know, just the fact that there's always stuff to do and being more okay with that. And it's not going to get done, and it's okay if it doesn't get done. Yeah, and even looking at the possibility that it could get worse. And it will. Um, my mom is 90 years old, and I live three blocks from her on purpose. We, we actually established our temple right there so I could look after her. And uh, there are a whole bunch of valuable lessons in that. And she's declining, and it's likely to get worse. And when I feel like overwhelmed, overwhelmed isn't quite the right word, um, 
you know, like this is a lot, then I remember that it's probably going to get worse and that this is okay, really. It's, and then irritation can arise, and that's because I want something to be different than it is. So what am I wanting to have be different than it is? And, and really looking at, you know, it is true that there's so much to do, and it really is okay. But working in in the practice, especially right now, as we try to look at, well, how can I, how can I break out of this round, the cycle of suffering? Then you know, like, how do I want to hold this? Can I relate to this whole situation differently, so that there isn't any suffering left in it? Where's the clinging? How do I abandon it? I wanted to ask a similar question to that. Um, I've uh, in making more time for the practice. I have renounced several activities that I find impossible back and there are more that I would like to renounce, like eating and so on. And even past three days, I haven't really seen to eat. Um, block that I run into is troubling is that I, I feel like I identify with that person who's informed and enjoys stories and, and understanding human nature through movies and stories and, and I really into other people in that way and I know these things aren't good for me, I know they're pulling me away from the practice and I feel cold and I have renounced other things I feel like I just have this identity that I don't want to let go of. Well, it's very important to let go of all identity. So when we find ourselves identifying with someone, just see if you can release the grip on that anyway. You can go go on a fast, a movie fast. Or better yet, go check in at a Baigiri and spend a couple weeks there. Mm -hmm. A Baigiri Buddhist monastery in uh, Northern California. It's a great place. Ajahn Pasano, Ajahn Yamaru used to be the co-abbot there. Now it's Ajahn Pasano by himself, and they've got a community of monks, and it would be a great place for you to, to go and, and, and have your, your fast from being that person and see who you are there. Or even at home. You know. And... Sometimes I feel like, oh, I missed that thing, that thing that happened I didn't participate in. And then I think, well, that, that thing has been happening forever without me being there. It's been going to go on happening, you know. It's okay to miss it. It's okay to miss the big next movie that comes out. Try it out. Okay. So we're... We're just going to sit now, I think, for the next 15 minutes and just kind of see what you want to reflect on. Or if you just want to develop calm, 
It's up to you. And then when we break for lunch, try to maintain as much mindfulness and calm as you can. And what's best, I find, is to just stay present within and out breathing, regardless of what you're doing, to the degree you can. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.